And welcome to the Fanboy Garage. I'm Chris Lasanti, joined by my quarantined co-host, Aaron Varola. <laughs> What's up, guys? Uh, welcome to episode 90 of the Fanboy Garage. Always a pleasure to have you guys with us again. Once again, we hope you guys are all staying safe and healthy and, you know, avoiding the Rona because it's going to get you. Nah, um, honestly, I think I'm going a little stir crazy. Yeah, you might uh, be. Sounds like it. I might be, right? Yeah, yeah. a little bit. I've, <laughs> I'm doing the weirdest shit now that I'm like, you know, kind of stuck at home. Like I'm going for runs. That That's not me. I don't do that shit. You're going for runs? Run, run. <laughs> How'd that I work out, running, man? I don't like know. how how far are you running? I'm like I fucking oh so whoa 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 whoa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I ran like a mile and a half today. Nice. It took That's me a nice. little while. <laughs> hey, listen. There's uh, okay. a lot of a lot of starts and stops there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you know, hey man, gotta do what I gotta do. Can't go to the movies. No. You know, can't can't go visit people that I probably didn't want to talk to anyways. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know. No, it's, it, yeah. I've been gardening. What, like, what is happening gardening. to me? Gardening. Wow, that's cute. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I don't even, I'm losing track of time. I think we're like, what, this is week four? Yeah, this is episode 90. Episode 90, week four of this BS. It's um, thir- well, technically, I think... Th- they said in New York anyway, it's been, this is 37 days. 37 days? Yeah, that's what they announced today. Shit. So a little what's, over a month. I don't do it. I don't even, what, what's Five weeks. <laughs> today is, uh, as we record this, it's April 7th. You, that's really 37 days in New York? That's what they said. I mean, I went, I was at work a month ago for sure. Right, because you figure like, we're in our second, well, yeah, because it started on, uh, Actually, I don't think it was th- maybe thirty-seven. Because I'm thinking, I for some reason thought March fifteenth in my mind. That was like pretty much when I was like, "Yo, was something on the ninth? On the ninth, it was my last day in the office, and I was and I said, my wife gave me the look on the eighth. She gave me the look like, "Why are you going to the office? Like, I got shit to do. You know yeah. what I mean? So maybe it's thirty-seven days since the they actually like started yeah. with all i don't know but because yeah, i remember whatever. hearing about the subway stuff and yeah and i was like i'm still going out there I'm, whatever I'm still doing it i'm gonna go to work and then and then my wife looked at me sideways and crooked and said don't you don't you go out there again right I, was, well, I rode a subway <laughs> so i'm waiting for i'm waiting for uh long island railroad to reimburse me <laughs> for my monthly pass no that ain't gonna happen no no, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. But. It's funny. I, I'm wondering how long it's going to take everybody once all of this is over and social distancing is over and stuff and everyone's going to... There's going to be like a period where everyone's going to be excited. And then how long is it going to take everybody to realize that like we just don't like each other that much? <laughs> Again, right? Yeah. Oh my God, I missed you so much. Uh, and then like 30 seconds later, it's like, uh, I'm sick. I'm not feeling too good. Yeah. Right, you think it maybe a weekend? It'll last a weekend maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny how how like when when that kind of I don't know the social interaction gets like stripped away with you. The one thing you want to do is socially interact, right? Like, you, like go up to strangers. Hey, yeah. No, it's the whole thing of like yeah. I mean, I I think I've said this before on on the show, but like when I was a little kid, um, I loved to read, but I read everything on my own. But when I would be assigned a book in school, like I hated to read it. It's that whole thing. It's like when you, 
and that's like kind of the opposite. It's like when you when you don't have something, all of a sudden, like you want it, and then when you have it, it's like oh, so funny. Yeah, I saw I saw that like firsthand with my with my daughter today. My my wife is she's like okay, you know, we're all about skills learning in this household. I'm gonna teach her three year old. I'm gonna teach her how to sew. I'm like, is that a good idea? It's like, you know, the sooner the better. I'm gonna start her off. I'm gonna be sewing buttons and stuff like that. We're gonna get plastic needles, whatever. She puts the sewing kit down. The first thing my daughter does is grab needles. Oh first yeah, thing, like a junkie on the street. Grab the yeah. needles. I don't know what the hell she was doing. Needles everywhere, on the floor, all over the place. I look at my wife like, <laughs> yeah, was that a good idea, three year old? Someone really you want to do that? Okay. Told you so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you need to. Get and then out. she told her, "Oh, don't touch the sharp things." That's where I was going with this. Don't gotcha. touch the sharp things. Come on. Of course. Have you, haven't you watched the movies? Don't push the red button. Right. Yeah, they you love know? doing that. Speaking we of, watched you know, the Mandalorian. Yeah. He loves touching things he's not supposed to. It's going to be interesting to see. Again, the other thing too, when all this is over, is is how long it's going to take for people to just want to start flooding to places. Like I, I had this conversation um, with somebody uh, the other day. They were saying how like, Oh, people are going to be, nothing's going to be the same. And people, it's going to be for a while before people are going to want to, you know, go out into public and go to like sporting events and concerts and movies and stuff like that. Like I, and I was just like, man, I don't know what world you're looking at. And, and, you know, maybe he'll be right, but I don't know what world he's looking at. But I my neighbors can't even stay in the house right now. And there's a <laughs> virus that's like rampaging through the country. You I find it very hard to believe that once like life is back and things are opened again, that people are who have been completely stir crazy are not going to want to flood bars and restaurants and yeah. movie theaters and eventually like stadiums for sporting events and concerts and stuff like that. Like, I mean, maybe travel restrictions and things, depending on how the rest of the world reacts might make it tough for like things overseas and whatnot. But I, I just can't imagine that people are going to just still stay home. I mean, people don't want to stay home now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I I'm sure there's going to be a lasting impact of of this thing from a business perspective, but socially, I mean, come on. The first thing like I mean, it depends on what movies are at. I I want to go to the movie theater so bad, you know what I mean? I want to go back to going back to just go out going out to dinner and enjoying myself and getting right. out of my house like Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the one thing that um, has become painfully obvious in this whole thing is that we are, and this is the whole reason for uh, Zoom, which is having its own problems, by the way. Yes, they but are. But Zoom happy hours and all that shit is because we are social creatures. Yes. Like, again, people who I barely talk to are like, let's do a Zoom happy hour. Like, I don't talk to you regularly. Oh, I, I know. See, I certainly don't want to see your face. Yeah, and I know. Because then I can't hide that everything that's coming out of your mouth is stupid. <laughs> I know something. I know somebody <laughs> that's been doing that with their family, and, like, they're doing, like, game nights and stuff, like family game nights oh through, God, not yeah. through Zoom, but I guess through whatever. And, um, yeah, I mean, th there are just, that's not me. That's not my thing. Yeah. Um, but there are people that are a lot of people that are very much like that. And I mean, I'm seeing like um, people who I know that have kids and have families and like they're they're still doing like video play dates and they're yeah. doing like video birthday parties. I'm and, not even going to lie. I did a video play date with my daughter. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> and there's I had to, I had yeah. To. And there's I know even somebody that um, 
I was talking to today who was showing me videos of their son's birthday and they did like a drive through birthday party, like a drive by birthday party. They drew every a couple of people got in their cars and they drove through the neighborhood and the friends stood outside and waved like a parade. And they like threw cake at each other. They do that. I don't I don't know they if I got to that presents point. onto the lawn. I mean, I didn't see that, but. But that's this is the thing. So you're telling me that these people doing these creative things to sort of interact without with distance are not going to want to they're not going out once they can. I mean, like, I'm sure the sporting the sporting uh, companies and, and, and leagues and all of that are like, please, as soon as this thing lifts, like people are going to run yeah. to the stadiums. They're going to be upticking tickets. Yeah. They know, you know, they're going to recoup for the money that they've lost. Yeah. I mean, I'm watching like, you know, these, you watch these empty arena wrestling shows and it's like, you're telling me that wrestling fans who, you know, they haven't, they haven't been indie shows running, um, you know, WWE and AEW are running basically empty arena shows. And, and you're telling me that they're not going to want to rush out the minute that they can go and buy tickets to go see like a live wrestling show. I don't know. I I can't unless there are governmental restrictions, you know, put on gatherings and things still, you know, even if they reopen the economy and they reopen, you know, businesses and whatnot, they I guess they could still put restrictions on that. But man, that I don't know. I think it's going to be tough for them to to do. Um, But yeah, so I guess we'll see. We'll see how how the world reacts to uh, society and social interaction. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because we were, you know, before we started the show, we were talking about, you know, this topic and like kind of things lifting, like the the dark storm kind of passing by New York, and yet, I don't, you know, I I just have this like foreboding feeling like we're not even close to this thing being wrapped up because, you know, reports today L.A. is becoming an epicenter. Now, you know what I'm saying? Well, but that was predicted and mainly because everybody else was behind the curve. So it goes in waves, right? Because you, you know, New York was the first to start doing a mass testing. Right. And, you know, and things like that. So the thing is, it's it's all how you interpret numbers. So, you know, the new epicenters as one epicenter stop, you know, starts to slow down. Yeah. Another one's going to miss picking the next one, even if it's not. And when they say it's the new epicenter, it just means that they're the new place that's still gaining traction, you know, with this. That's still actually, you know, the numbers are still going up. Right. doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to hit New York numbers, you know. So it's right. it's all about how you actually look at, at a lot of these things. And I've, I've partly and again, because this, this and is... to your point, the testing is a big part of that, right? Yeah. So and testing increases of course, actually the numbers. Yeah. Right and part of it is also because of uh, maybe because my sort of professional industry kind of revolves around this stuff. But so I've spent a lot of time looking at these numbers and, and actually having to look at the numbers for what they are. Right. And not. Yeah. There's just a lot of. Um, my thing is to say I, I, the best thing you could do is look at the well, yeah, to a point. I mean, you can look at just look at the numbers. Numbers are what they are, right? But you know, there are ways that numbers can be presented um, that don't necessarily tell the, the whole picture. And and I think it's easy for you to just use your eyes, right? Look at the numbers, look at what you see, do the simple math, and you can see where we're really at, right? And it's it's not that difficult. Yeah. Um, so sure, while it's it's there is value to certain industries in wanting to have this idea of there's always going to be an epicenter, you know, mm-hmm. and we, we always need to have that. What, you know, the reality is, you know, thankfully, 
uh, it looks like we're at that point now where we are, you know, at, at least here in New York, we are kind of in, the, we've hit the peak and we're, you know, now on the leveling off to downward turn in sure, this, thankfully. Sure. Um, yeah, other countries, other uh states and cities are going to be lagging behind a little bit, but I think for the most part, um, you know, we're we're on the road to recovery finally, which is good news. Um, and now you're going to, yeah. And now you can even start hearing about even here in New York, you know, the governor today did his, um, press conference and for the first time since all this started, even addressed the idea of, you know, starting to put together a committee, you know, of like New York, New Jersey, Connecticut to try to, um, you know, figure out how to restart things. Because you, like he said, you right. just can't flip the switch and say, okay, everything's open yeah. now. You know, you got to have a strategy well, behind it. So, but they're at least talking about now, sure. you know, thinking about as, you know, here in, in New York, we, we have till April 29th uh, where we're, you know, doing our stay at home stuff. So like you have some time to start to plan to th- if things start yeah. to continue to go on this downward slope, uh, you know, we can really start to think about getting things back up and running, which is, yeah. is good. So, yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. I think, um, you know, talking about flipping the switch, I'll tell you one thing that isn't able to flip the switch and that is network TV. That is hurting badly. Just re- just read an article on uh, the Hollywood Reporter, and obviously because productions across the country, regardless of where they were filming shows, is uh, has been on hold. There's a real concern that there won't be any programming for the fall. Well, yeah, I mean, that's of, a, a legit lot of these shows are filming sure. now and over the summer. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, they're they're exploring new strategies um even pulling content from some of the streaming services so like abc for example uh which which is uh owned by disney uh would be looking to kind of kick maybe some of some of the uh shows uh that were made directly for disney plus so maybe high school musical something like that and kicking it over to network television just to keep the lights on Right now, um, a lot of talk about just kind of putting reruns on, right? Sure. So reruns of The Bachelor and other shows and stuff like that. Um, uh, but yeah, they are they're scrambling and they're yeah. they're hurting. I mean, I, I would mean, we think talked that, about a little bit about it last yeah. week. Yeah, I would think that you would almost have to treat it as if there was like a writer strike, right? Which we've experienced before. Right. You know, where writer strikes have literally shut down shows, shut down productions, shut down entire television seasons. Um, And, you know, usually when when we're in those periods where there's writer strikes, we've seen that reruns. We've seen them turn to um, non-scripted shows. Right. Mm -hmm. That didn't require, um, you know, writers. Uh, Although, obviously, that's not going to be so much of an option. I think that this is where. Shows like like pro wrestling will get a bump because they'll mm-hmm. become very, even more valuable programming in the fall because it's live and it's not you know reliant on having had a production that got shut down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think you'll start to see more creative programming like that, things that are more in the moment, more live, don't require you know things to be filmed now. 
so yeah, I think we're going to wind up probably getting a television season that's very similar to, you know, if we had a writer's strike. So you'll see reruns of stuff. You'll probably right. see, like you said, shorter things moved runs. over from, yeah, streaming services. You'll see some shorter run stuff, which is probably not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, those are the, now that's the, you know, one of the things that are, is going to be affected you know like that that's something that even when all of this is over that that's still going to be lasting because it it's it's relying on things happening today mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so you know that's one of those things where it's like yes while it's september october november but if you don't get the production up and running now which is supposed to be happening in the middle of all of this then right. there is no september october november for those things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's what makes it tough yeah it's uh, it's gonna be interesting to watch. Um, and again, I mean, we talked about, you know, the the advancement, the sort of like strong push that is needed to happen into the streaming um, the streaming landscape. Uh, and you know, obviously that that that's that's kind of going off without a hitch. But even even that, to a certain degree, will likely be impacted. But, yeah. but I don't think to a large degree. I mean, their libraries and content are so so huge. But in terms of original content, you know, well, sure, some some of these things are. are I mean, they're in the same impacted. boat, right? Anybody yeah. that's yeah. was filming or in production now, or the last month or so, like they haven't been. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, they're all in the, when it comes to the original programming on the streaming shows. Yeah, a lot of that. Yeah. They're all in the same boat as far as that's concerned. So that's why I think the the solution um, is uh, unless they're just going to. And again, we don't know exactly when all of this is going to start be able to start up again. But unless they can really work quickly. Um, yeah, I mean, you're going to have you might get actually a, a a weird scenario where you're. TV season instead of starting in like September or October and running and then kind of taking a break in January. Yeah. You might start it in January and just go straight through the summer. Right. You know, you right. maybe have to do something just like reset, that. Reset yeah. Or, because yeah. you can't, I mean, you, you know, you have story arcs and you have sh- season commitments and stuff. I mean, you can't just skip this one, you know, right. I wouldn't think. So that, that's probably something too that we could see. Um, you know, maybe later starts, Maybe you'll have uh, next summer. We'll actually have a lot more original programming than we normally would, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is going to be interesting. Since yeah. we're we're probably also going to have an Olympics sometime. Uh, that is crazy. That whole thing moved. Yeah, <laughs> and also uh, Marvel. They announced a lot of their moves, right, for their movies. Marvel yes, Studios. They did. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah. have Black Widow is now going to take the Eternals November sixth slot. Uh, and Eternals now because of that, yeah, Eternals moves to February twelfth, which was Shang Chi's old date. Shang Chi moves to May seventh, which was Doctor Strange the, the Doctor Strange sequel's date, which is that movie's moving to November fifth, which was Thor Love and Thunder's date, and that movie mm-hmm. now goes to February eighteenth, twenty twenty two, which was a spot for an untitled Marvel pick. And then Black Panther 2 is still on target for May 8th, 2022. And Captain Marvel 2 is now set for July 8th, 2022. Yep. And then in between all of that is the untitled Spider-Man 3 film, which is set for, Ju- is set for July 16th of 2021. Which, that I don't know that's not going to happen, I would think, spot. right? Because, I mean, they would have... sixteenth 16th? Of 2021? Yeah, 2021. Oh, well, maybe. Yeah, I guess they could start production on that yeah. late this year. I, interesting, interesting to me about Black Panther, um, 
not uh, not holding in a February date. But uh, we'll see. Because, yeah, I mean, I think... I mean, it did really well. It sure did. Really well. and um, But I think now that I guess the thought is Black Panther now becomes... Because of the success of the first movie, it almost becomes like an anchor character now. You know, there's no sure. more Iron Man. Um, you know, so Black Panther, with its success, you know, they're, I guess they're going to rely on that to become an anchor character. So your anchor character now is not going to be relying on that February date, which is where mm-hmm. you would rather establish like a newer property. Like I almost think Eternals in some ways might be better off in February. Right. You know, and then yeah. Black Panther can carry, you know, the summer because it's it's established enough now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think that that might actually work out. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, I, that's not bad. And, and, you know, it's funny. Now there will have been a lot of time between Marvel films by the time mm-hmm. November 6th comes around. Oh, yeah. So I think oh, yeah. that's that's probably bodes well for Black Widow. Yep. Uh, in a in a bizarre way, um, I guess if you're looking for silver linings, right, through a tragedy like this, th- one of them, like for Marvel, could be the fact that, you know, now Black Widow becomes not only the first Marvel movie in forever, but now it's, yeah. you know, going to be one of the, you know, first bigger budget, like big superhero films to come out, big Marvel films to come out. And you're coming on the heels of all of this where people are just going to be probably looking to, yeah, to go no, to no, the 100%. theater. And then you get a short little break and you get banged over the face with another one. Yeah. yeah so. I mean, it won't be the first superhero film, obviously, that comes no, out, no. but it's going to be the first Marvel film and the first in a while and, and the first for this year. And mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, be interesting to see if that, you know, how these movies perform. You know, do they overperform now? Because you certainly. You know, if any, if there was any fatigue setting in, right, for films and going to the movies and stuff like that, I mean, that shit just got washed away. Yeah, it sure did. Yeah, sure did. I think I and people are chomping at the bit for, you know, that experience, and and I I've not, I haven't seen so many people talk about the Star Wars 4K release. Um, people rewatching films left and right. You know what I mean? This is this Twitter is on fire with that kind of stuff, and I think people are just itching to get a little bit more of that superhero, um, you know, superhero genre. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of, I rewatched um, this weekend. I well, actually, starting late last week. You got it, didn't week. you? What, what? No, no, I did get. Rise of Skywalker, but I have not watched it yet. Okay. Uh, because what happened was I, because I'm a completist, uh, so I have to own it on Blu-ray, right? So I, I, and I think I mentioned this already on the show. Like I own every movie that's every Star Wars film that's come out now, the Disney Star Wars films, the mm-hmm. ones that have been able to come out in this era. Uh, I've owned a a regular Blu-ray copy and then a 4K. Uh, steelbook collectible version of each film. So the three mm. movies from the trilogy plus Rogue One and Solo, um, I own them all. So I, I'm a completed. So I, I didn't get the early access um, digital release because I knew I was getting, I had already pre-ordered those. Right, so, and they were right. going to come with a digital code, 4K code. So uh, I finally got it this weekend and I didn't get a chance to watch it. But what I did rewatch 
was uh, I did a DCEU rewatch. Oh, boy. And I know that our, our buddy Nathan, he, his question to me when I mentioned it um, in our little DM group that we have going was, uh, why? If you don't like most of those movies anyway. And my response was, well, because to be honest with you, there were a, a few of those movies that I actually had not seen mm. since I saw it in the theaters. Really? Uh, yeah. And there are some movies that I hadn't seen in a very long time. So I figured, you know what? Why not? This is probably a good time to revisit movies like that because I'm in a frame of mind now where I, I just kind of want entertainment and I just want mm -hmm. and I'm, I since I have been more drawn to like older stuff than current stuff, I said, let me give it a shot. Mm hmm. So I, I'm not going to get too deep into my thoughts on this because we've talked about a lot of these movies ad nauseum and um but like just quickly i mean so you know man of steel obviously my my opinion on pretty much most so what i did was i watched uh man of steel bbs uh suicide squad wonder woman um justice league and um aquaman, uh, aquaman shazam and i didn't i haven't rewatched joker because i just saw it and mm -hmm. i've actually i have seen that again since um, so that wasn't like a thing for me. And uh, Birds of Prey, I haven't rewatched because I, again, I'm a completist, so I'm gonna have to own that, especially since it's Batman related, yeah. kind of. On so I'm gonna wait to just buy the physical media for that and get the code with it. So I haven't rewatched that, but we just saw that too anyway. So there's no reason. Sure. But so that's what I watched. So Man of Steel, I mean, my opinion actually on most of the films did not change, except for one. Okay, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> but my okay. so like Man of Steel again. I still like Man of Steel. I always did. I I know that there's this I think misconception that we don't like Man of Steel, which is not accurate. Uh, I think we both like Man of Steel. I enjoy um, Man of Steel. Yeah, and Man of Steel. You know, rewatching it again, it's just it's it really is an ambitious superhero um, Superman film. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when you really look at what they did, um, and. Uh, there's a lot to like about it. I mean, just again, the only thing for me that still I just wish was different was the color palette. But I mean, that's nothing that's ever going to change. Mm -hmm. um, at BVS, I'm not going to get into because I know JRB hates when we talk about it because we <laughs> we rehash how much we don't like it all the time. But so I'm just going to what I will do is I'll focus on because my opinion on BVS for the most part hasn't really changed things I didn't like about it. I still don't things I liked about it. I still do. But a couple positives that I, I'll emphasize because I, I haven't I, we we tend not to do that as much. I mean, there are really some gorgeous shots in BVS, mm -hmm. like spectacular shots that are like, wow, like that's one of the more amazing things I've ever seen in a superhero film. Mm. Um, and the other, th you know, it's, it's sad because I, I really wish having watched that it's actually the first time. And I know Nathan says he does this uh, a lot, but this is the first time that I've ever watched man of steel and BVS back to back, like directly. Right. Um, and it is interesting when you watch the two movies together. I mean, they do really tie in well mm -hmm. uh, to each other. Uh, and that's why, like that whole thing I talked about last week about how it wouldn't be wouldn't have been the worst thing to have gotten that like five movie Zack Snyder story as a yeah. one little self contained story because the mo it was flowing together regardless of what you think of the direction it was going. But I do wish we would get another Henry Cavill Superman film because he just really sure. is so it perfect. So it's so annoying that he's perfect for that role and that we're what happened to it. Um, and I wish we would have gotten a Ben Affleck Batman with Jeremy Irons as Alfred and 
J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon, and like that would have been cool. Um. So anyway, that was kind of my thought on that. Um, Suicide Squad, nothing has changed for me rewatching that. Um, although it is interesting, <laughs> I do enjoy, even though I enjoyed Birds of Prey much more than Suicide Squad, I do enjoy mm-hmm. Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn more in Suicide Squad than I do in Birds of Prey, which is weird, I think. Mm, no, I think I think she's better in, in Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's what, I, yeah, I agree. And I, it's yeah, kind no, of I weird mean, I just, that, I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't. No, you said it was weird. I, I, I oh. don't think it's weird. Oh, I, I did. Think it's think weird it's, only yeah. because it's like if I enjoyed the other movie so much more, but and she's the main character of that yeah, movie, but I, I liked her more in the movie I really didn't I, like at all. I think you like Chad Stahelski. Well, I do that. I do, I do that. I a do, lot. I do like him, <laughs> yes, quite quite a bit. Uh, so yeah, my, for the most part, my thoughts on, on that haven't changed and Wonder Woman, my thought hasn't changed at all. I mean, I, I've always loved Wonder Woman. I loved it the first time I saw it. I've loved it the 30 times I've seen it since I didn't even really need to rewatch it. I just love watching that movie. The beauty of that film is that despite the fact that the third act is a little weak, the rest of it delivers that you're like yeah i don't even care like it's yeah. such a good film it, it's just it yeah. pays so much respect to the character yeah and, yeah the other thing that's good. great about wonder woman is it's like watching it again it's like um and i've watched it a lot but every time i watch it i sit there and i say you know this is a movie that like if somebody came to me and said i'm not really a fan of like superheroes or comics mm-hmm. i'm not really i don't know much about them like of this like this modern era of film. So like not counting like the Nolan films and on like before that, like, you know, MCU and, and this DCU stuff like that's probably the movie I would tell them to watch. Yeah. You know, cause it just, I think it stands up like kind of on its own. Um, yeah. In a way that I think it's cool for people who aren't really, I think it could resonate with a very broad audience. Um, so yeah, so Man of Steel, uh, I mean, um, Wonder Woman, my opinion didn't really change too much on that. And, you know, Justice League is what it is. I mean, Justice League, watching it again, um, I actually hadn't really seen it since uh, the whole movie, since we saw it, uh, right. in theaters. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's weird, you know, my opinion on that is still pretty much what it was. Like, it's... It's considering everything that went on with that movie and the production, like it's oddly coherent in some ways as a film, Uh, even with some of the continuity issues because of what happened, like with the other films. But um, it's just uh, I think if you're watching that movie on its own and you knew nothing about it. Um, it, it's it, probably fine. It's got some entertainment value to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there are things that like at me as a Batman fan, I, I would have preferred were different. But again, I've I've always preferred Batman outside of the Justice League just because yeah. of the nature of of what that character is and what what makes him great to me. But um, yeah, it's it's just I mean, yeah, they've overused the, the Batman theme, which is even though it's my favorite theme ever, like it is. And I said that, too, even after the we saw it in theaters, <clears> like <throat> it's just I love it, but it's overused. But, you yeah. know, again, if you're just watching it like in a bubble, uh, it's it's not it's it's certainly not what it, it was supposed to be. But um, if you're just looking at what's on the screen, it's it's just, it's not a great movie, but it's kind of an oddly entertaining Sure. Justice League, like romp. Sure. Um, now the but now we're gonna get to the movie that um, 
I have completely changed my mind about. And I don't know if maybe I was just in a bad mood the day we saw it um, mm-hmm. or what, but I rewatched Aquaman and I enjoyed the crap out of Aquaman rewatching it at home. I... I don't I I so much so that I actually went back and listened to our episode. Uh <laughs> just, did you really? Yeah, because I was like, well, I really hated this film in theaters. Like I I didn't like anything about it. Was and, it because we were getting elbowed in the ribs? No, I don't I mean <laughs> <I'm> kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I I just couldn't I ate this movie up watching this at home. It's the first time I had watched Aquaman, even though I've owned it since it came out. On yeah. Blu-ray, um, mainly because of the timing of of when it came out and whatnot. I just hadn't. I have not sat down to watch it. Yeah. And I this movie is like everything that I enjoy when it comes to these types of movies. Like it's it's fun. It's it's a feast for the eyes. Like the visuals are amazing. Which and I that's what I listened back to. I was like I didn't even like the visuals when I watched it in the theater, this thing on in 4k on the TV looks amazing. Uh, sometimes almost too good. It's like, some things are almost like 3d without being 3d, but, um, Mm -hmm. it's got like cool sci-fi elements, like not space, but like underwater ships. I mean, I'm all about ships. I'm a, you know, I'm a star Wars, star Trek, every star thing you could think of guy like I love ships and stuff and there's ships and there's superheroes and there's colorful cities and things and um, it just it moves very quickly for like a Mm -hmm. two hour and 20 minute movie Um, I I just um, I you know the acting still I mean look nobody's gonna win an Academy Award for this movie but that's okay you can say that about a lot of movies that I, I really enjoy um I just love, I just really, this is a movie that I'm actually, I don't, I'm going to watch regularly now. Like, that's mm-hmm. how much I enjoyed this movie. And I just don't know why I hated it so much when I saw it in the theaters. Maybe it was my mindset. I don't know what the case is, but. Um, was it the the drum beating octopus? I don't, you know, I mean, some of the stuff, like, even like stuff when they go into the desert and stuff like that stuff didn't exactly hit for me watching it the second time but it's okay because there's so much cool stuff happening like around it and i i felt more of an impact like the the end the that whole big finale like it hit me more watching it at home than it did in the theaters probably because like when i rewatched it when i was watching it in the theater like i was so angry at how much I wasn't enjoying like the the beginning and middle of it that like by the yeah. time it got to the end I was kind of I mean, like ready to you walk out. Walked out on that film. Yeah, and so this yeah, is probably yeah. the first time, I, you know, I, I've spent the last few days trying to come up with a movie that I hated in the theaters and I rewatched it again and loved it and I couldn't think of another one. Um, I'm I'm sure that there are movies that over time I've enjoyed more. Sure. Than maybe first viewing, but there have been plenty of times where the opposite has happened. Like I, I mean, I've talked before about how, like when I saw Phantom Menace in the theaters, I loved it because I, I think I got caught up in the whole idea of like going to see a Star new Star Wars, Wars movie, yeah, for the first time in forever. And then yeah. when I watched it again, I didn't go back and see it in the theaters. I watched it again for the first time when it came out on DVD, yeah. and I just didn't like it. Uh, that happened even recently with that that last Halloween movie. Um, in a way where I, I didn't like it in theaters and then I liked it even less when I went, when I went to watch that again at home, mm-hmm. I turned it off halfway through 
Like I yeah. liked it even less watching it at home. But I can't think of, so. There's two examples of one a movie where I liked it in theaters and didn't like it when I watched it again, and another movie that I didn't like in theaters and liked even less when I watched it again. I couldn't mm. think of another example of a movie that when I watched it in theaters, I really just hated it, and then watched it again at home and completely loved it. Yeah. So this is a, I think, a first for me. So you're in the in, you're in the love category with Aquaman. Well, I don't love. I mean, maybe not. Lo- yeah. I mean, I liked it a lot. Like this is a movie that I, it just hit me in all the right places this time. Yeah. Um, because I I just think for some reason with maybe with no expectations or maybe just in a different mindset. It was just starting from the bottom, man. Yeah. So it just like, from know. with a different mindset, like these some of these things that I guess I didn't appreciate watching it in the theater that I just came to appreciate watching at home by myself, you know, just in the moment. Um, and then thinking like, wow, but like, these are things that I love about movies, the the cool visuals and the, the, the cool action and the ships and all that. And, um, and, uh, yeah. So, so that one threw me because I was like, wow, I don't know that I've ever had that, that type of an opposite reaction. Like there have been movies where I've seen them a few times in theaters Mm -hmm. and then your kind of opinion shifts a little, you know, with every viewing, you know, it's like, Oh, I liked it even a little bit more, a little bit less this time. But, uh, this is, you know, where there's distance in between your viewings. Um, it's, I think it's kind of unusual for that to happen. So, so that one is, I mean, now, you know, I don't know. I mean, it, you know, it's weird in, in a way. I don't know that it's Aquaman is a better film than Man of Steel. But it to me, it was just more entertaining watching it now as a pure entertainment. Yeah, I mean, they're two, they're very, two different very different films. Different. Yeah, it doesn't have the depth, you know, no yeah, pun intended, I mean, obviously, or the Man of Steel was going for something very you, different. I mean, here's yeah. the thing. So so there's a line that's delivered in. Aquaman that so I'll do the two lines so the line in Man of Steel which is like I, I want like why can't I just be your son and Kevin Costner grabs young Clark and or Pa Kent and says you are you are my son right that's that's a heart that, that hits you oh right yeah the, no there's much more you know, that, depth to Man of Steel clearly but but there are there are those yeah. kinds of moments there and then you get Aquaman, which is like, I never, you know, I never wanted to hate you, Arthur, or something, something like something. I forgot what it was. It wasn't that something like Arthur says something to Orem and, and then he's like, you know, I always wanted a little brother or I always wanted to have a brother, blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. I learned what a dick you are. Like yeah. that is just, that is the, probably the clearest line in the differences between those two. Sure. Movies. And the characters though are very different too. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. No, you know, totally. yeah. I mean, totally. Jason Momoa's Aquaman was never played to be, you know, he's supposed to be that, like that guy who uses like sarcasm as a form of toughness. Sure. You know? Um, and so it's a very different type of character. Whereas, you know, uh, Cavill Superman was very straight laced cause that's how he was brought up, you know, to, to kind of not be, uh, so Stoke. it worked, Stoke. but yeah, but, um, I, the reason why I mention it only because is as Wonder Woman is still my favorite of those movies, See, so that hasn't changed. Wonder Woman is the balance between those two films. I'd say. Yes, exactly, and so that's where I was kind of going with this. So it's like now I got to try to figure out. Not that I have to. I don't really care about lists, but in my just for the sake of conversation, my opinion on Aquaman has shifted so much where now I actually have that conversation of like after Wonder Woman, 
like where do I go with Man of Steel and Aquaman? Because they're just very different films yeah. that are going for very different things. Um, but one I feel has is a deeper film that that's more artistic, and the other is a just a great entertainment. Um, and yeah, it's, just, it's a it's a check your check your brain right, at the door. Which is yeah. the door. We have like yeah, swimming shark. Yep. Obviously, shark swim, but you've got like you know <laughs> swimming, weaponized sharks. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, swimming all, sharks. All so types of sharks. Revolutionary sharks. idea. <laughs> uh, put that shit on a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> and you know, just uh, a shell of a story, but we're gonna give you some awesome action sequences sure. and whatever. Yeah. Although the one thing that didn't change was the the scene where um. His parents reunite at the end. I don't even. So I rewatched. Yeah, Aquaman that movie. Like, that movie worked for me. That scene worked for me even when I was hating the movie in the theater, and it still yeah. worked for me even more now. You know, when they do the whole thing where it's like his father would every day would walk to the end of yeah, the dock hoping, the and then it's just, that was good stuff. I mean, that was in a in a movie yeah. that's sort of fluffy and not very like yeah. deep. That one that that's a nice emotional point. So movie. so you so you give a strong pass on the uh, Toto. Uh, so cover. that yeah no that still doesn't work. Dun, <laughs> Even dun, really dun, liking it, the dun, use dun. of the pop songs don't work well in that. Uh, not as well as um, I know what they were going for, um, mm-hmm. but it it didn't work for me. Um, just because it it very much shifts, like the tone abruptly shifts for that period like the song and where they are now in the desert like everything shifts very yeah, quickly I, um, and it's kind of weird but um but that's okay i worked through it um see you like you you're enjoying the film warts and all it's all good man yeah i mean i because that movie see that's the thing well because every movie is gonna most movies film yeah most movies have something right that you can nitpick sure. at and and this is what i'll talk about when i get to shazam next um which is that, and so you know, if if you if you allow that to happen and overly pick at everything, see the problem for me with Aquaman was before by the time we got to that point, I was already nitpicking and frustrated. Yeah. So that just was like, oh crap! Now this happened. <laughs> it's like the hell with this movie. You know, by the time we got to that point, that wasn't happening with me this time. I was really enjoying everything that I was seeing for the most part. Uh, up to that point so when that point happened and i knew it was coming so it wasn't like a what the hell like in the theater it was like oh okay so this is that and i just kind of okay bumped over that the song and that happened and then just kind of went on with it and then it picks up again so um yeah i mean that that happens and and with shazam i don't know that my opinion changed i think what because i that was another thing that i listened back to you know shazam wasn't a movie that i hated when we saw it Right. Uh, you you hated it for the most. No, I don't hate. You know, you didn't like it. Like you definitely didn't like it. But, yeah, I I liked it less. Than yeah, I liked, uh, Aquaman. Yeah. I always, every time I I'm about to say Aquaman, I I'm gonna say Wonder Man. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know. It's gonna say Wonder Man again. Yeah. yeah. But um, I felt that you know at the time I felt like Shazam was like yeah it's got its flaws and it it's. It's not what I would have done with the character, but nobody really asked me. So, right. um, you know, it's just kind of a cute, harmless little movie. And watching it, watching it again, I would say that it's still, for the most part, it's that. I mean, it's it's a cute uh, movie that has its charms. Uh, it's it's you know entertaining. Um, again, it's not 
if I if I turn off the part of my brain that says this isn't at all what I would have done with this character um, and just kind of watch what's on the screen, what's being presented to me as a movie, uh, and I d- detach myself from the idea of the character and where his place is going to be in this universe. Um, you know, it's a it's a cute, entertaining film. And I think that a, a part of it, it's still not a great film to me, and there's still issue. I still have issues with it, but I think for me with Shazam, if you, if you can disconnect the movie from like the DCEU, and just kind of watch it as a, and not that it's going to be a one-off, but if you watch it like as a one-off movie, um, you know it's got some entertainment value to it. It's not a movie that I'm going to watch like over and over and over again. Yeah. Uh, but it's not a movie that I'll avoid at all costs, like, if it's on. Like, that's kind of where I'm at with Shazam I mean, at this point. dude, I've watched Batman and Robin more times than I can count. And oh, can yeah. Make it through that. I you agree. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm... I haven't, I, honestly, I haven't rewatched Shazam uh, since we saw it in the theater. Yeah. Um, I've been tempted to do it, but... Um, I got other shit to watch. I, I mean, like I said, I watched Aquaman. Aquaman gets a pass now for me. I don't. I, I not that I love it. I just you know I think fine. It's it's a it's a fine superhero film. And to your point, I mean, there's going to be things that I I just don't like about it. But it it's fine for for a you know check my brain at the door kind of movie. It, it does what it does. Um, I'm interested to see how I'm going to feel about watching. Shazam again, but again, I just have to. I just have to get there. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean, I think what I was going to say with Shazam too was, I think a part of what happened with me was, um, the more we talked, so we talked a lot about that movie, right? Because we saw it together, and then we we went out and we kind of analyzed it after the movie, yeah. and then a couple of days later, we did a show about it, right? And we, yep. and I think when you. And I mentioned this when we did our Rise of Skywalker uh, initial episode where it was like, wow, I, I started off by saying, well, I, I enjoyed the movie. And then we did nothing but spend like an just hour. Just like shit all over. Yeah, yeah, nitpicking all the crap about it. And I think when you when you do that, um, the more you start, it's very easy to focus on the negative things, right? Those are the things that are going to mm-hmm. be, you know, because it's, it's quick to say, I liked this. But when you don't like something, there's that immediate instinct to want to have to explain why and validate why you didn't like it and the more you focus on like the negative things you start to get this in your mind it's like oh this just became negative and then when you really step back you start to say well those three four negative things that i spent all that time focusing on were they really that big a deal in the context of the movie and in some cases yes right and in some cases no and maybe that's part of what happened with aquaman with me um, it, it could have happened with Shazam, too, because, like, again, I, I didn't remember disliking Shazam that much. But then when we started talking, the more we talked about it, like, the less nice things I had to say about it. Yeah. yeah and yeah, then yeah. now with that separation watching it again, it's like, OK, I'm kind of right back to where I was originally, where it's like, sure. yeah, it's fine. It's cute. It's, it's you know, got its things. And, you know, if I'm not going to sit there and nitpick every little a scene and how I would have changed this frame and that frame. Like I think my opinion on that shifted. So overall, um, you know, again, for the most part, I haven't really had a big opinion change except for Aquaman, which was a major change of opinion. 
Um, and I'm going to start keep thinking more about any if there's been a time where that's happened to me. I don't think there has. I, I really do think this is the first time that I've ever gone to a movie and hated it and then watched it again later on at home for the first time and just loved it. And um, mm-hmm. so there you go. So Aquaman becomes that first for me. But so now now, basically, you know, if we're looking at this as a I'm, I don't I'm calling it the DCEU only because just for rather than yep. say this age of DC films or whatever. Um, you know, it's like now, you know, I like Man of Steel. I like Aquaman, I like Wonder Woman. Um, and Shazam is fine. So, you know, now there's almost, and obviously this newer stuff like Joker loved and Birds of Prey enjoyed. So we're really down to just a couple of movies now that I haven't liked, which is um, BVS and um, and Suicide Squad. Um, which is an interesting kind of turn of events um, now when you look back on it. Mm-hmm. It's just we've spent so much time talking about those movies that we didn't like um, that it's it's hard, it's easy to forget that now there's, um, you know, and well now also my opinion has changed too, to be fair. So, um, so yeah, so it's very interesting. I, I'm, um, I'm interested to see uh, next time I watch Aquaman now, uh, you know, if that now becomes a part of my uh, like regular superhero viewing, um, which I think it's going to be um, because like even the movie, the other DC films that I've really liked, like Joker, like that's not a movie I'm going to watch often mm-hmm. just because it's just not a, you know, like if I'm very rarely going to put on a movie to feel worse about myself than I did, <laughs> you know, like that's just not why I watch movies. I love Joker and the performance is amazing and stuff and it's cool. But it's not a movie I'm going to just throw on repeatedly. Like, that's got to... I have to be, like, in a specific frame of mind to want to watch that again, I think. Um, the Birds of Prey, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what, what happens with that, um, you know, as I rewatch it again. I, I mean, it's still... Mm-hmm. I'm sure that that's going to be probably the step that I enjoyed. I'm still going to enjoy because uh, the action is just cool. So, what... Uh, have you done any rewatching of anything uh, lately? <clears throat> Um, yeah, I've been rewatching a new movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <sighs> so and this is a case, ladies and gentlemen, of what Aaron's about to say is the case of be careful what you wish for. You just oh might get it because oh he actually was. I call that shit. You called it and you were wishing you were like, I'm going to wait for this movie to hit Disney Plus because I think it's going to happen quickly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so Onward dropped on Friday, last Friday, uh, April 3rd. And I've, I've seen it more times than I can count, to be honest with you, because my daughter wants to watch it every time, every, every day. When it's over, she wants – she goes, I want to see that again. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and it's – I mean, it's a it's a good it's a good movie. There's a you know there's some some emotional parts to it, but oh my god, I cannot see onward anymore. I cannot, I cannot. I even try like you know it's one of those things I try to turn my brain off. I just can't do it. I get sucked in, end up watching it again and again and again and again, and I'm like, can we just can we remove it from the plus? <laughs> and then and my daughter's like, Daddy, you. You borrowed this? I'm like, no, it's here forever. <laughs> no. It's here for. You should have said that was your out, man. Yeah. Oh my god. No, because it's there. I mean, she's. It's like on the banner. 
Oh. On the banner. So the moment you turn on Disney Plus, it's like, and then she has her own account. It's on her account, too. <laughs> like, oh, God. Yeah. So, well, the good news um, is she'll probably get tired of it quick. and Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, she's still listening to the Aladdin soundtrack, dude. So <clears throat> the Will Smith one. And I'm like, okay, kill me now. Um, so that that's what I've been uh, rewatching. Ozark is back. So I've been powering through Ozark. Yeah, I know a lot of people watching that. That's a great that's a great show. Um what else have I been watching? That's kinda it, really. I haven't really I haven't gone back and rewatched any any films. I'm actually kind of behind on things. Even even T V shows. I mean I think we talked about this before, yeah. but I, I feel like I, I like I'm being crushed under the weight of how many shows I need to watch. Right. And I I apparently don't have any time to watch them, so yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Um, but you know, your your rewatch of the DCEU like strikes me as like, yeah, maybe I should uh, I should rewatch something. I don't know if I really want to watch DCEU. Um, well, not I only because I don't not because I don't like the, yeah the films because I think we're in the same boat like to a certain extent. Like, I, I enjoy Man of Steel immensely. Um, BVS is okay you know like i'll like i'm one of those i'll just flip through scenes that i like to watch wonder woman adore suicide squad is a shit show that i will never watch again what a waste of money that was um aquaman i own and would watch again if i'm like really bored shazam i haven't watched yet and i know it's on hbo uh go did i skip like a couple of films that i uh birds of prey well, I mean, these I mean, are ones I, we I, just saw, so I'm yeah, not... Yeah, I mean, I'd, yeah. I'd watch it again. Yeah. I, I enjoyed Birds of Prey. <clears throat> I, almost, I almost bought it. Yeah. I mean, the reason why I did the rewatch was mainly because I hadn't rewatched Aquaman and Shazam yet. Yeah, no, and I was no, like, I well, I got to rewatch them, so now would be a good time. And if I'm going to rewatch them, why not just kind of go through all of them? Because we were talking about BVS again and... Uh, and you it know, must they... be interesting to see them like so close to each other because you can almost see the change in tonality from those films. You well, know, like yeah, I mean it's yeah. You look, you look at Man of Steel, which had a had had almost a balance. I mean, I, I know we were just talking about some of the emotional moments in that film, but it was. I don't want to say it wasn't fun because if you watch the five, first 10 minutes of that film on Krypton, like that's some great shit. Yeah. Like that's fun to watch, but it's serious. And you know, there's, there's a, you know, there's a serious weight to that movie. Um, and then you watch BVS and you get what you get. And, and then things kind of start to move differently. You know what I mean? Like yeah. suicide squad was, revamped and you know they're infusing a little humor and then yeah. Wonder Woman just struck such a balance I mean if there was any it's like the middle film to me it's like the thing that takes some of this and then the rest of that and like puts it all together because I think Aquaman and Shazam are just way out there yeah um, I mean it's like you couldn't get any more different Right, look at Shazam and then look at Man of Steel yeah. wow I mean Man of Steel and BVS obviously look the same Sure. And feel the same because it was, you know, essentially one continuing story, right? So 
that's what they, yeah. exactly what they were going for. And, yeah. and, you know, had they continued on, they all would have had that feel. But then they did the shift. So, yeah, you can see it. But, I mean, it was even obvious then, right, when we were watching the movies in theaters that that shift had happened. Yeah, Especially yeah, the yeah. minute you see Wonder Woman and you see the color palette changed and some of the the retconning uh, of the yeah you know yeah. that was you know it was going to be obvious even from the first wonder woman posters that that things were going to be a little different so yeah you do see the shift um and then justice league is kind of this awkward uh moment in the it's middle like of they the shift dial it up in a whole other yeah direction. where it and it almost kind of sets you up for in a weird way like aquaman and shazam, shazam and stuff yeah. but yeah so uh, it is interesting watching them together but you know speaking of things that you were watching though uh, or we've been watching. Um, we got a, a question from uh, the you know Sean Geek podcast. Um, he says uh, he's binging Dark Side of the Ring, and he says, "Wow, talk about quality documentary series about wrestling." Have either of you watched it? And if so, favorite episodes? So uh, I've seen all of the Dark Side of the Ring episodes. Um, you know, obviously as a big wrestling fan and someone who's been a wrestling fan for 35 years, more than 35 years now, uh, and who's actually followed the history of wrestling and read a lot about the history of wrestling. Um, I was very familiar with most of the stories that they've told in the Dark Side of the Ring series, right? Mm. Um, and the thing that struck me about those shows is how accurate they are. There has been a lot of there have been a lot of wrestling documentaries made, and many of them take liberties with the truth or with the timelines, right? Or their their take on history. And some of them come from like maybe one perspective that might be a little biased or skewed. So rarely are wrestling documentaries like accurate, and these are. And that's been that was the most impressive thing. They're well researched. Um, they're they're well you know sourced. They they have the right. Uh, people on to talk about these things um you know especially when like the bruiser brody episode which is really great it's a very controversial story um there's been a lot of different versions of that you know the the von eric uh which is a tragic story the von erics um stuff like that which is um yeah i mean there's a very well done the the recent one that that's did uh, the debut for season two was a two-part episode on chris benoit and that whole horrific you know story um, again, really accurate and really does a good job of telling, like I've had people talk to me about that show that are not wrestling fans and they're like, wow, it's really great. And they're like, you know, and the things that they're talking about, they're like, I didn't know this and I didn't know this. And it's like, it's nice to hear that they're rattling off things that were like accurate, you know, like it, mm-hmm. usually if it's someone who's not a wrestling fan or hasn't followed the history of the business, watches these documentaries, sometimes I cringe when I hear them talking, because it's like, wow, that's just not right. None of that is, you know, like you watch certain takes on um, on certain things. Like there have been a number of like Montreal screw job stories written or documentaries made. And, you know, uh, a lot of them, if they're coming from like Vince McMahon's perspective, you're going to get a version of the story that's not completely realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when you get one that's honest, it, it's one of the more fascinating stories uh, in wrestling history and a, a pivotal point in wrestling history um because it ultimately led to the attitude era but um yeah it's a great it's a great series and they are all available on youtube so you don't need to have it's a vice show um so it's available on vice if you get vice um it's on demand there but it's also on youtube vice has put them all up for free on their youtube uh channel so you could check oh really i tried to watch the first episode of the of the uh, are you talking about the new one or the old one 
the first season. The first season is you got to pay for that. I tried. Um, unless there's the first season. Oh, the first season's pay. Yeah, I know the the this season. The I guess when they were on, I because the uh, Chris Benoit one was up for free. I yeah, thought, yeah, I on saw YouTube. that. Yeah. So I just assumed they were all up for free. Are they not all for free? No. Oh, because I've watched them on Vice. I mean, so I I haven't watched them on YouTube. I gotta, I gotta do that. Gotta get that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If you get Vice, um, it's uh, it they're all available on demand. So. Cool. Yeah. Um. And then we also got a question from Ron Diesel. He says, um. If we were WB, what would we do with the movie Flash and Ezra Miller? Move forward with it and recast or move forward and keep Ezra? So I'm assuming he's talking about this whole situation with this video that came out with Ezra Miller choking and throwing the girl down. And I mean, mm-hmm. some people say it was it was real. Some people say we're not so sure. I mean, we don't know. Um, I mean, if it is real then I'm going to assume that Ezra Miller is not going to be playing the flash anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, if it wasn't real, I, then I'm still not sure what to think of that. Um, but I, um, you know, that's a guy that they have money invested in, right? Cause uh, he's, I mean, more than one franchise. Yeah. Right? So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that when we're talking about the flash movie, I actually think now uh, is a great time to start to fire up the idea of a Flash movie because as the show starts to get a little long now in the tooth, right? Because it's been out for a while. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Grant Gustin has done great work as Barry Allen in The Flash. Um, I think, you know, the time is... This is a good time now to, to revisit a character like that which could be make for a really cool movie. Um, So I don't... This doesn't necessarily have to be with Ezra Miller, um, but I, I still I would like to see a Flash movie, not a Flashpoint movie, not right, yet. Right. Again, that's you know not learning from your mistakes, right? If you want to jump right into a Flashpoint film, um, you know, give us a regular Flash film at least first, and then you know if you want to build to that Flashpoint, great. Um, you know, I've never had any real ties to you know needing Ezra Miller to be the Flash in the film um I, we've seen such little of him you know we really just one movie and you know he's not it's one it was Justice League right so whatever right. take that for whatever right. it is so it's not like I have this deep connection to him in this role um so if they recast it they recast it and again if this video is real then I'm sure they will um, and even if it's not real, I'm not sure what the point of it was. So I know it's like not even yeah remotely funny. No, so it, it kind of doesn't work either way. Um, uh, I, I mean, I just think ultimately, I think they're eventually going to wind up recasting it anyway, just because it's it's going to, you know, the idea of it's going to go on for so long that I, I think that you know after a while, you know, it's rare that you see an actor attached to a role. Uh, without making a movie for so long, and then then they wind up getting that movie. You know, I mean, look at like even with Cavill, right? With Superman, I mean, after a while, you go so long where the character doesn't make a movie, or the actor doesn't make a movie for that character, and it's like, well, it's just now, it's probably not going to happen. If they do right. do another one, it's going to be somebody else. 
So I think that's probably what's going to happen anyway, but you never know. Yeah, I uh, I think it's um, I think it's done. I mean, I think I think it was done before this even happened. The, what, even the though, Flash movie. Yeah, because I don't, you know, I know that they talked a lot about. Um, oh, it's moving forward. It's you know scheduled for twenty twenty two, or whatever, but. So much stuff can happen in between then. I mean, look at look at um, Ant Man, for example. You know, with the with um, Edgar Wright, that that thing was in production forever. Well, but that was pre production, yeah. and, and I know there was like creative differences. So, who, I mean, who knows? Well, plus that was no, it's a little different too, in the sense that that movie, it's not like they introduced Ant Man. And in a movie, and then Edgar Wright was like, I'm going to make a movie based on that character. Like, Edgar Wright's idea of Ant-Man predated the MCU. And then, you know, it just, like, never happened. And then when they finally decided to make it happen, then they couldn't agree. But uh, this is a little different in that we've already seen, like, Ezra Ezra Miller was cast as the character. I I know, yeah. Had a cameo in one movie, starred in one movie. Had a cameo in the show. Right, had the cameo in the show. I think he's done. Yeah, it's it's. I wouldn't I just, be surprised. Yeah. yeah, I just don't I, think the I, idea of a Flash movie is done because I I still think I, that it's it's a very marketable character for movies. I think it has a broad appeal too. It's another movie yeah, that could appeal to kids and adults if if done right. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I just him as the Flash. Uh... I, I don't know how how the studio if this is legit how the studio would even justify uh, keeping him on. Yeah, I mean I I don't I haven't really been on social media much so I don't know. I mean I has there been the much of a I have seen the video and I read the because that was actually in the it was on the news. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I've seen it. I've read the articles about it. I even read uh, you know accounts from people who were supposedly at that bar or club or whatever it was that said that no that was real. But, um, you know, but we don't know, but I, I don't know, like, has social media been like losing their minds over it or just people so consumed with, you know, COVID-19 <clears throat> and everything else that, I mean, like, we're just kind of, you know, yeah, that pe- type of story, which that... probably would have broke the internet like sure. two months ago is like, just like a matter of like, oh, by the way, you know, this happened too. Yeah, I um, no, I I mean I think in obviously in some circles and obviously the ones that we participate in, uh, people are talking about it. Um, uh, but but yeah, I don't think it's like oh my god, look at this woman hater choke this woman. You know what I mean? Like right. there's none of that. Yeah, at least not yet. That's until they're right. like because <laughs> a lot of times that's what so still the flash, and then that's when yeah. it's like hey, is this video that shows him again choking this chick out? Yeah, a lot of times that um. You know, that, you know, court of public opinion plays a big role, right? You know, how people react to things like that. Sometimes, unfortunately, the studios rely on that to make decisions. Um, So I was just curious to see, like, if there's been, like, a huge backlash against him. Do the search on on the Twitter and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll we're doing some live tweeting to see if... uh, (laughs) Mr. Ezra Miller is getting... This is uh, a uh, different take on live tweeting. This is we're tweeting while live recording as opposed to actually live tweeting. Oh, my God. So funny. Somebody reversed it. Oh. <laughs> so it says Ezra, hashtag Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. Why? I'm, wow. Wow. 
Ezra yeah, right? Miller. <laughs> you, what just happened? <laughs> that accent's coming out, bro. <laughs> uh, Ezra Miller is helping a fan who's fallen to stand up. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. <sighs> People are funny, man. Um, no, there isn't really. I mean, there's a funny video of, um, you know, the publicist basically chugging a, a bottle of wine after that, but it's a Pennywise character. I don't know. Right. People just, there's a bunch of memes, man. That's what's happening. Yeah. Well, okay. You know, I mean, I, 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 I just some, think that. Somebody... <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. It's it's hilarious. Somebody used a, a screen grab of Loki getting choked out by Thanos with the caption, Ezra Miller, I'm your biggest. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, social media. Yeah, so we, um, I, I just think that it's one of those stories that, like, doesn't go away, though. And like, I think you just, you said it, like, if if they do go forward with a Flash movie with him, like, you know that all of a sudden that's going to become a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that'll become a bigger issue, oh, probably. Come back. He, can't, he can't get away no, from No, that'll become a bigger issue oh, um, yeah, then bro. than it probably is now. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a video, so that's... I mean, I kind of wish I had video of uh, Ron Perlman pissing in his own hand to shake uh, Harvey Weinstein's. I don't know if you've heard about that, but that's an awesome story. No, I haven't. I haven't <laughs> heard that story. Apparently, Ron Perlman... Uh, Cannes fin- Film Festival. I think this is like 2002. Uh, wait, maybe it's 2000. I don't know. When did Blade, uh, the second Blade, come out? Is it 2002? Yeah, it would have been probably around that time. Yeah. Yeah. So 2002, and he's trying to get into uh, uh, one of Weinstein's Cannes Film Festival uh, like uh, charity dinners, and he calls him up. And leaves him a message, and Harvey calls him back, thinking he's somebody else. And he's like, "Hey, I, I you know, I wanted to score tickets to your thing." And, and Harvey blows up on Perlman and says, "Do you know who I am? You don't be calling me, asking me for stuff. You're just an actor. You're a nobody." Blah blah. Says to Ron Perlman, "This is Ron Perlman, okay? You're nobody." Blah blah. And he's like, "Well, actually, um, I'm gonna be there tonight, anyways, because I managed to get tickets." So, like, "Oh, you're gonna be there?" Ron Perlman's like, yeah. He said, well, make sure you come by, shake my hand out of respect. So before Ron Perlman goes to meet Harvey Weinstein, he urinates in his own hands and then shakes the man's hand with nice. piss all over his head. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yet that Ron, doesn't... Ron Perlman's, Ron Perlman's from New York City, by the way. Yeah, yet that do- <laughs> that doesn't even <laughs> seem like nearly enough to have done to him. You know, that, that story is only fun now because knowing that that, that asshole's in jail. Yeah, uh, seriously. Yeah, that you can actually at least laugh about something like that now. Yeah. Yeah, there's all, man. Yeah, Ron Berman never really came across as the type of guy that would allow you to get away with, like, big time in him like that. Yeah. You want to laugh, because I, I haven't seen him actually post recently, but... Uh... He's a funny guy to to, to monitor on. Um, He's a very opinionated media. guy, that's for sure. Oh yes, he is. Yeah. Oh yes, he is. Uh, uh, all right. So, I guess what else, Jenny? You got anything else? You gonna get ready to go watch Onward again? <laughs> God, she's sleeping, man. No. Oh, okay. Gosh. Yeah. No. Definitely not. Um. No, nah, I ain't got nothing else, man. So right. let's we'll, let's wrap this up. We'll let you guys go. Live your lives. 
Sure. Run run laps, watch onward fifteen thousand times. And of course go to the fanboygarage.com and check out our episodes and merch and stuff and uh you can uh, join the conversation uh since we're not really doing anything else on the Twitter, the <laughs> Facebook, the Instagram. There's not much to converse about as far as stuff like, that we talk about. You might be conversing with one person. You might be. But uh at the fanboy garage and uh for me at real C Almighty on Twitter. Uh, yeah, and you can catch me on Twitter at AARonSpeaks, A underscore A underscore Ron Speaks. And, uh, yeah, I mean, leave us a five-star review. Don't leave us a five-star review. It's all good. Uh, but a five-star review goes a long way, and I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah. So we're out of here. That's Thanks it. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Yeah, and everybody watch Anna J on AEW.